Hump Day Quickies Swingers Confessions is intended for mature audiences only and contains explicit language and sexual situations. This is not intended as any professional advice. Welcome to Hump Day Quickies Swinger Confessions. Here in the sex apartment, we share our own sex positive stories and welcome our friends to open up about their experiences in the ethically non monogamous lifestyle. John is back and we discuss BBC, playing with people out of your league, and the joys of watching your partner get fucked. We even talk about new ways to bring up the lifestyle with your partner. And we're back at the sex apartment. Once again, we have John joining us. Thanks for coming back again. Of course. I love it. Welcome, welcome. We were talking before we started this. Mm-hmm. about profiles and mm. different stereotypes in the lifestyle. Well, I think the life is, people don't separate everything. Like, everything is not everything. So, like, the entertainment world is not corporate world. Mm-hmm. So a man and a woman won't get paid the same because your value is not you as a woman, you as a man, you as an employee. It's your name, literally. So Tom Cruise can make more money than most black actresses because, not because he's a white man, mm-hmm. It's because he's been doing these type of movies. That he ain't going to fucking do shit. He's not doing Shakespeare. He's going to do some shit where he has a plane involved, <laughs> an explosion, or some spies. He's going to be this guy. Mm-hmm. He's going to try to look tall, but he doesn't. <laughs> Jack Reacher and anybody else, they all, he's, he's, that's who he is. He's Ethan Hunt. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really change from when, when he found out what he could do. He doesn't go. He's not sliding across in his draws anymore. <laughs> he's an action guy now. Mm-hmm. That's but that's what he does. So you trying to say I should make as much as Tom Cruise? Are you the female version of him completely? Like, are you the star who was a star, the teenager? Like Julia Roberts, if she would have turned from Julia Roberts to there's no real white woman that's an action person really that lasts. So it's just that'd be the only way you really compare like her first movie or when she got big, she stayed hot. Mm-hmm. Where everything she did, eat, pray, love is a fucking saying, not because of the book. The movie came in theaters right. and everybody got to the term. Yep. So it's like, she's a thing. So you're like, huh. But it's not like if I heard Tom Cruise made more than Julia Roberts, I wouldn't be surprised. I've seen his name on the top of posters way more. You could put Cruise and a picture of him, I'm, yep. people going to see it. Right. You see Roberts with a picture of her, it's George Clooney on the next poster. They're not yep. slick. Right. <laughs> like, it's not because she's a woman, it's her stardom. Mm hmm. But then you get into the life and it's different because like you can't have your same social holdups where it's like, oh, black, white, straight, gay. Well, everybody's just trying to come the way they want to come. Right. That's it. So if a woman fantasizes about fucking a black guy, that's her. And it could be a black woman or a white woman having this fantasy. Mm-hmm. And if a white guy says, hey, I want to do this with a black woman, big black woman, he, that's his thing. It's yep. not because, oh, I'm objectifying. Well, in this scenario, sure, but I'm not fucking filling out a job app either. Right. Like, I'm just asking if you down to get fucked by me. Yep. I'm trying to fuck on you. We're going to fuck. I'm hearing a lot of people lately go, oh, I, you can't say BBC because that's, that's offensive. But I'm going back on, but that's what they're looking for. That's what they're... At that moment, they want to have sex with that specific. And I, me and the younger one, because she had a, she didn't mind certain things that made me come. Like, I, you know, talking to people about it is kind of weird, especially a white person. But 
she didn't mind certain things because she was into that type of shit. She liked to be feeling a certain way mm-hmm. during that moment. Mm-hmm. Very cocky person outside, but during sex, she was of uh, whatever was necessary needed. People pleaser. Mm-hmm. So she didn't mind certain parts. And one time we were hanging out with a couple and he's saying things to her and I'm kind of like, what the fuck? And then she, the woman said something to me and I'm like, what are we doing here? I don't know. Like, All right, I got to ask what you say. Oh, uh, well, he was telling her, he was just being colorful. He wasn't saying that too derogatory. He just said his, you know, he was talking about what color he was and color her mouth. And mm-hmm. it was like, oh, his black had a little bit of her. But then, <laughs> but then she had said, she had hesitated. She's like, give me that big black thing. I'm like, okay, what have we, I'm like, all right. Like I lost my rhythm for having like, she was going to say, nigga, I know it. <laughs> And I'm not gonna stop. And I'm looking at her like she's. I forgot she's okay because I remember she was. She just been through it now at this point. I'm like, okay. I mean, I gotta get this over because she's down for it. She was into the thing too. So I'm like, you're playing a game. Like this is not me being who I am. Mm-hmm. This is me here. It's a pickup game. Mm-hmm. We're not real teammates. We just for this one game. Just, okay. <laughs> You put your because it's an ego thing. It's like, all right, am I really? Is she gonna like these people? They they were nice as fuck to us. Mm-hmm. Like unless they just really good races, they they breaking the rules. <laughs> I mean, because like think about it, if you really don't like me, not caring for me, racism is a little bit of hate involved. It ain't just. I mean, I'm being nice to this nigga real quick. Mm-hmm. You didn't okay. That's how you feel, but you're not showing me. So you mm-hmm. you're under control. Keep that shit in there. You know that's not. As <laughs> long as you don't show it, I can't be like oh, your heart. I'm not God. Mm-hmm. Like that's crazy. So I mean, he was nice as hell, and he they were he he really liked her. Like he, he was nice. So it wasn't like he was just totally. And if even if he was, she didn't she didn't flinch. So mm-hmm. I was like, well, I'm not fucking with the party. Like it's not like she's disrespecting me. Her saying it, but she's also in a position where she's seen a few movies. That's- yeah, like and she and it, it and I and the funny part. I laughed afterwards. I'm like, she got it out of me. She knew what the fuck. She knew the fuck. <laughs> I said. It, no, nah, I'm. I said, uh, I, whatever. But it's like, I was like, this is a very conflicted thing. It's like, she got what she wanted out of me as a nigga. She didn't see it. She just kind of, she rang the bell. It's like, okay. She pushed the button. It's like she put the nitro. It's like, yeah. yeah, let's make it primal. You're like, yo, that shit. If you make it into that, if that's what is going on, I'm not getting raped. I'm a guy, right? I mean, it's like, it's like I don't. It's not like I've actually. A girl, without fucking me, a girl said, I hope you get raped once in an argument. And I laughed my ass off. And I was evil. Me too. Yep. I was like, I hope you get raped one day. I said, God damn, that's funny. Because it won't happen. So <laughs> I said, I don't have a response to you because I'm not going to say that back. That's fucking evil. I appreciate it. You know what I'm, that's, I'm going to remember this forever. And I still haven't forgot it. <laughs> I just thought that was the funniest insult. I'm like, we're not the same. So I'm like, when it comes to that, it's like, say whatever you want. Uh, it's not going to. If it gets too much, I can just say, well, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> now, I'm still, I'm, I'm not cool. I still see color. Like, I know we're just having fun, but now you're, that one. <laughs> There's a line. Okay. You're like, I don't, hey. Pick your, pick your word appropriately. <laughs> like, you ain't got to describe what kind of, what kind I am. You just, <laughs> you ain't got to get cute like this big lip. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Seems like you got a little chip on your shoulder, not a dick in you. It's a little, this is a, Let's talk about the dick, all right? Let's, hey, like, let's yeah, leave it, it there. Keep it doing what you know about me. You don't know me that well. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that's like, it's just like you can't, if you know you're going to be in the fetish world, that's part of it to be cool with being objectified. You're somebody's play toy. Mm-hmm. 
be honored, if you will. Like, don't make it weird to get the fuck. You shouldn't be here. Like, you can't bring everywhere. Everybody can't do everything. You're not strong enough. Right. Like, I don't care what you tell me. You can think you're very laid back and cool sexually until it's like, I would never do that. That's disgusting. Well, we've seen people do it without getting diseases. So how disgusting mm-hmm. is it really? A shower takes off with, a, with most things. <laughs> most things. <laughs> so like, what are you really, what's the beef? Mm-hmm. Just say you're not really into it, but you don't got to go and dog the people because they're into it. It's not a character trait. Right. It's just the action. So it's like, you know, you get over it if you come in with that mindset. But you also think being younger, you don't do it. You got to know how life works a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it's the age limit on it, but I do think that there should be classes where it's like, how long have you been here? Like the walking dead. Where it's like, how many zombies have you killed? <laughs> None. All right. You need yeah. to go over there because yep. we are fucking traveling with a traveling circus. My nigga, like you come <laughs> over here, you better be prepared. Mm-hmm. If you got any type of beef between y'all, she going to feel it. She going to like it. She going to love it here. Mm -hmm. And you will too. So y'all better both be comfortable with y'all loving each other. Because y'all going to love it over here. Yep. (laughs) So. (laughs) Being young in the lifestyle had to draw some attention as well. Mm -hmm. Because all the older couples are like, oh, look, that's, that's, yep. Mm -hmm. So I can imagine you guys were just blowing up at that time. It was fun because it was like we didn't like some complaints we would hear from because but she also was she was a lighter skinned person. She was she was universally accepted with any group like she just that's we both knew it. Mm -hmm. So she didn't have the same stigmas or feelings towards things because she was she didn't feel it that way. Mm -hmm. So white guys didn't really do it. They loved her. So it was like she would get treated a certain way. White women were nice to her. It wasn't the oh you can't touch my she didn't have those. It was still respectful. Everybody was just cool. They would touch her tits before they touched her hair. So she was still not like her race was never besides a hot black girl type thing. Mm-hmm. But everything else, like it never really came up until it came up. And then she didn't really mind that part. Like that was part of it for her. Right. So I got over it quick, though. Once uh, the couple that kind of said what they said, it's like, all right, let me take her inventory. He's over there. He loves her right now. He can say whatever he wants. He ain't dogging. He ain't like, he ain't call her nothing harsh. He just, <laughs> he's calling what he's seeing. He's color commentary. This one over here, though, she's getting, she's a little feisty. <laughs> but it is what it is. I should have known, though, she had a tattoo on her vagina. It was a butterfly. I'm like, you got to get a tattoo there. Golly, I mean, I'm not surprised. I, they didn't make sense. Because me and her talked in the car. They didn't make sense, though, as a couple. Mm-hmm. Like, her being the way she looked and him being the equivalent, blew. I'm like, ain't no way in here that's the equivalent. Mm-mm. Because <laughs> there's nothing about him. It was his apartment. And, like, his apartment was not that nice to have that woman there. Unless they like I something we I just didn't believe it. Unless it was slim pickings or she knew him before. She yeah, she knew, <laughs> she knew him before, whatever. Accident he got in to get him this big. But I'm like, all right, well, just we're here, you cool with it, I'm cool with it. And she was fine. But they were talking they were talking online ahead of time. So mm-hmm. they already had a I don't know what I don't know what was said though. And I'm, I'm I'm cool with it. and that's the thing, I was okay with that part. Where like, you know, you run this, that page. I don't need to do that. Okay, so they would always run the page for you. Oh yeah, when me and her when I was younger, she would just tell me she would screenshot it and send it to me. Like you want to, you want to hang out with them. I was like, all right, that'll be it. No, please, I don't want to fuck that one. <laughs> or it'll be like, hey, I want to do this, and if you know these people, I'm like, I don't know any of them guys. So like, all right, cool, because she ain't anybody yet. It was okay. We were also young, so I was like, we were smart, kind of have it in that way, like nobody we knew. But then she would get into the circles. That's how I first knew about Facebook, mm-hmm. having groups, because all I heard was Yahoo groups. Mm-hmm. And this, so that's how I'm older, not older, but like the internet's been around my life for a while. So it was first it's Yahoo groups 
And then I started an AOL Instant Messenger. It happens. Yeah, and then <laughs> Kick was a thing that you could. People were trying to tell you to get on Kick, and I'm like, I'm not downloading any more apps. Nope. I'm sorry, like I can't have <laughs> Kick on my phone because I had Tinder on my phone, and the girl judged me. So I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing this. I'm not having mm-hmm. any apps on my phone. It's gonna already put me somewhere. So. <laughs> But she would just run the site, and she would just middleman it. She wanted to do something. One time, it was some people I knew. And I'm like, yeah, no, nah, that's not. You know, but then they already was talking. So then she already said, well, he's going to come over. I said, then what do you? Why'd you ask me? I'm like, well, I know him, so just know. I know him. Like, name is this. He does this. He's from this city. Like, I know the guy. I know his girl. Like, I didn't know she was, you know, but we're going to see it now. This is what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I know them. And the thing that made me kind of annoyed, he came, but she didn't. Oh. So I'm like, so you already had this. Uh, let me see the messages. <laughs> let me see the messages. Yep. If it was a surprise, because you weren't surprised at all. And he didn't even seem like he was missing something. He didn't, say, mm-hmm. he didn't apologize if she couldn't make it. So I'm like, oh, y'all, all right. Mm-hmm. I said, well, I'm, I'm fine with it. But, you know, communication. Yep. It was all, But that was the thing, too, as a young guy. It was always like, this is kind of shaky. Older, you, you don't have, you realize how that doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. When you're younger, you think, oh, it's going to change. She might, if I say it again. <laughs> I can't raise this motherfucker. She already, she's grown. So, mm-hmm. but that was it. Like the the communication was weird, but also she was probably very. She didn't like when some race stuff was said in profile, but during some situations, if it came, but it never was like heavy race stuff. It would like be race play. It would be like just you're black and I'm white. Mm-hmm. And it's that's the thing. See, on a guy's side, I don't think a guy. I, I can't picture a guy saying that to the girl. But I've seen so many movies of the girl going, "Yeah, give it to me," and that I've seen. I've seen that, but I've. It happens because I knew a girl who she let it happen, but didn't appreciate it. And it was like it wasn't the same time as me. Just she was dating a guy. He said some things, and she was not into that. And he had she had no idea he's going to go there. <laughs> it doesn't happen as much, but I not just I don't think it happens as much on camera. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think quietly it's a thing you can't talk about because it's like saying, "Hey, I'm cool with being objectified because of my race." Like, wait, 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 we've been fighting for fucking <laughs> so many years. <laughs> Don't say that out loud. I know, but it kind of become harder. Shut the fuck up. Stop. You can't say that out loud. But I feel like if it's not on film, then you better be paying for that shit if you're going to. She was in charge figuring it out, but she wasn't a great leader at it Mm -hmm. because we had too many problems from shit she started. The second one was just a bad relationship that we had a bandaid on of sex because personality wise, we were still bumping heads on stupid shit. Mm -hmm. But when it came to sexual attraction and frequency, we're great. Like, we could hate each other and fuck three times in a day. Now we're talking. <laughs> like, she like she would even go and go do some shit and come back, and we would talk shit, and be. I would not be the happiest, but she would come back home, and it's like, well. Well, I mean, if you're going to suck it, I guess. <laughs> so it's like, well, you know, that worked. But then it's like, after a while, I was like, ah, I don't want to. And that's when we start sinking. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, all right, well, that's over with. And you start dating again. It's like, well, I got to go through rehab damn near. <laughs> so you start meeting girls. <laughs> I started meeting girls just that was only like Tinder and shit and you'd be like, Hey, I'm down with an open relationship. Second day I'm talking about this, like if you want to date for real, but I'm kinda into open relationships. So what you mean? Like I wouldn't mind if you had dated other people. Like it wouldn't be a thing. And, and that went over not great most of the time. Mm, it, no, <laughs> it, actually it didn't go over badly. It never really backfired. I was like, ugh. I didn't have any I never really have too many one dates where I wanted to see them again in that conversation. But when I when we got to that conversation, it always would go, well, what's next? Mm-hmm. Like, I'll try it. What you want to do? Like, let's see. Are you cool if I do this? And oh, yeah. And it would go wherever it would go. Like, one girl, she said, oh, so I suppose somebody should be cool with it. I said, what are you not understanding what I just said to you? Yeah, that's, that's what I said. Pay attention. <laughs> yeah, I went, you sure? I said, ma'am, try me. Apparently, that's what you're asking for. 
She tried. Man, see? Still now, here. now, was it <laughs> under the, hey, you could do that, but tell me about it? Or? That, with that one, yeah. Because I'm like, all right. She was like, you sure? It's like, yes. Worst case, I give me the rope and I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. In those situations, would you have them come back and tell you the story? Or was it just, hey, I did this, done? Well, it was usually... Once I started realizing that was an option, it was mostly either document it or tell me or see me soon. It was very much like it wouldn't be like a, you just did this and I'm gone. Even mm-hmm. though I, I wasn't really traveling that much for work yet during this time, but it was it was happening. Mm-hmm. So it was easier to be like, well, shit, what happened? That became a thing in that transition. And when you say document, video, video. pictures, audio. Mm-hmm. So you know, everybody got to be comfortable. Whatever you can't be right. breaking the law for this shit. <laughs> like I'm not. I'm not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What was your favorite experience? The one that made you go, yeah, I got it. The one you would keep chasing. Mm, It was an ex-girlfriend who we actually were good. It just things didn't work out time-wise. Like she just, we just didn't, I was seeing more than just her and she didn't win. But in the life part, she was probably the most fun because she was at my old man game. So I knew exactly what, how to control an environment so nothing could go wrong Mm -hmm. for me and nothing go wrong for her. Like I knew how to check in better, knew how to plan things, knew how to take care of things better. So it just was a better environment. New people, you only need one or two people. You don't need to have, you know, just very, it was a very good system. And that was probably my favorite one until I decided to say, I oh, can't do this anymore. You also mentioned some taboos that you found were not true after you entered the lifestyle. You think a girl having sex, a girl can have sex with, I say at least on a hard day, she could do six men. And the sixth man wouldn't know unless he was in the room to know. He wouldn't be able to feel it and say, oh, you've been... Fucking with somebody else, haven't okay. you? She just had enough time in a break and was right back at it. A guy can probably do two women for real, if that. Really just one good, but by the third, you can't, we're just not the same. So when you realize, all right, she can do this, and I don't really have a say. Is you find more appreciation for it in other ways. It's like, I don't got to rule. I can't tell her what to do with it. I don't have a fucking clue. Like, men buy it, so I know I don't want the fuck I'm talking about. Like, it's plutonium. I just learned that, you know, depending on the person, I learned how to just calm. It's still in there. I mean, my, my search history still is atrocious. And we still have conversations, but it's not like it's like a retired from a heist. Like you can look into a jewelry store and see the cameras, but you don't really got mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't got to get the crew back together to try to have one more job. He's like, oh, well, this motherfucker, this security is weak as fuck. <laughs> I see a girl, I'm like, oh, uh, the things you would do. <laughs> you mentioned you talked to her about these. Mm-hmm. Do you, you go, does she ask you stories of the past or? Not really, no. It's just that the line of communication is getting better as we go. I don't know if we'll ever go to that point, but we've talked about what it is. By the sounds of it, you like to see your partner doing things or yeah, hear about would, it or yeah. having. Yeah, like cause for me, it's easier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm lazy. No, it's. <laughs> No, it's just the joy. It's like, all right, well, I, you know, I've watched movies with people I don't know, especially growing up with that shit. You're like, eh, I guess. But I know a girl who got who built just like that. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, shit. Then you, I dated enough women. It's like, I know a couple more built like porn stars. It's like, well, I, I, why did I just see that? But then you get like, all right, well, everybody won't. Got to be sensible. Even though I'm trying to. I wouldn't mind if she just got, just tried it. Also, I'm like, yeah, for this, I'm going to try it. Go, please. Mm-hmm. See what it's like. I'll be here. <laughs> I won't be gone. Watching a porn with somebody you know is much different than just watching some random person. Yeah. And being able to see it in real life is even more different. Mm -hmm. So I 
Totally understand. That's pretty much all it is. Like, well, I want to be your super best friend. I want to be your closest friend ever. That's pretty much what it is. Because mm-hmm. the relationship, can you don't even have to be in a relationship with that person. Because I've had exes where we were already falling apart, but that was, we could still, that was still a thing. I had one girl, we broke up a long time. And she still would send me stuff. I was like, yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, why don't you send me this far? Like, appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you not send a second one? Shit. Well, you like, <laughs> thumbs up. <laughs> you know, but now it's like ah, I just take it for what it is I look at my life like I've <laughs> no chapter is the same so I'm like alright I had that chapter I gotta know how to move to the next one without going back to it where it's like but boy oh boy if I could teach a class about it a little bit <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of differences but it's like you gotta get older to see them and I don't miss it too That's not, I didn't really love it it was just a place to play Okay. And the life of the friends, I didn't like the guys because half of them, I saw through the man thing. Like they would just try to present an environment to fuck. It's like, all right, well, as long as she knows that this is not mm-hmm. like you, these are just meat sticks. Don't, this is a body. Don't think these motherfuckers are really like, you can leave me, but leave me for something that you're going to date. Don't leave me because you fucking this guy because that's stupid. Mm-hmm. Like you can still fuck him and not leave me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the funniest thing I saw was probably the, the dick. I didn't think she was going to do anything with like, I didn't, it was an older dude. I was in my 20s, so I don't know how old he really was. He probably was 50. I don't know how old age dicks work, but <laughs> he was an older guy, and he had like a leather jacket. like a, It was like a, like a blazer, though, and he had no shirt on underneath it. And I'm like, this is he dressed for this type of shit. He had leather pants, and he had came in. We was like, this was early time. First time I've been like this club before, and second time. And I thought the lights dim, but I thought it was because I just was drunk a little bit. <laughs> and then I hear a voice, yeah, man, get that little brother. And I'm like, what the fuck? Are we, I'm on top. So I look over, I look behind me, and he's just standing there. And then she look over. I'm like, we like, I'm like what the fuck is this? I'm like, what is this man doing here? Like, when did he get in here? And he's, he was wearing black. So I was like, you, this is not, oh, this, ain't, this ain't a surprise. I'm like, so I'm like, I'm already, right, I lost it. I'm like, all right. I, I, I'm just. And he's kind of get comfortable. He's trying to lean over on the bed and shit, looking like Michael Jackson on the off the wall cover. Just leaning over like that. And he started touching on her, and she was like, cool with it. I'm like, what the fuck? What happens when you leave the door open? We didn't. No. That's what I'm saying. Like, he broke a rule. Okay. But she also was a young mother. He probably just, you know, I get how he got there. Okay. So then he pulled, you know, his hand out, and he pulled his dick out. I'm like, oh, hell no. When I saw him, like, that is a dick. (laughs) Like, I ain't no way in hell she gonna let him fuck. That dick is way too big. She started giving him head, and I'm like, Okay. All right, you look like a goddamn boa constrictor trying to eat a doorknob in this bitch, but all right. <laughs> and she's making all the sound effects. So I'm like, I'm over in the corner like, oh, no, this is okay. I'm in, because I'm like, oh, God, this is. And then she had bent over, and he, I'm like, I'm like, he ain't wearing nothing. And I'm like, oh, my God, what are we doing here? <laughs> and he was talking crazy. I'm like, what the fuck? Is, why are we in this room? <laughs> then I hear a knock, and I'm like, what the fuck? He said, like, open the door. I said, can I open the door? <laughs> so I opened the door. And it's his, his woman. A woman he brought with him. And I'm like, let's hit a fair trade. <laughs> let's hit a fair trade. Because he's older. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, been, he's blessed. I get it. But he is tearing her up. And he's doing it the way he wants to. I'm like, and she's trying to come in. I'm like, no. I'm, like, I'm okay now. I'm like, <laughs> And she's like, ooh, I'm like, I'm, in my head, I'm like, Mm-mm. And I was in a little better shape, too. So I'm like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> And I'm like, fuck, oh my God. It was like the slowest, most passionate hit I ever got. 
<laughs> like she was just doing. I'm like, this is all I can think about. Like, it's like my mama's friend. It was disgusting. <laughs> I it like I could think of any of my mama's friends. Her age was like, this is. I am tripping. I am way too young to be fucking with this woman. She got like a fucking son's friend, and he over there just living his best life, mm-hmm. and she is too. So I'm like, this is some bullshit. <laughs> Felt objectified. I get it. Yeah, I was like, man, this is some bullshit. But then they, when they got done, then they, they had left. And then I was like, man, this is, this well, that, is different. That's the definition of taking one for the team there. Yeah. That's what, <laughs> and, but after that, I, didn't, I really made sure. I'm like, I will just call it. I'm not, because it's like, I'm not wasting it. I'm cool. Were you going to pull the time card there? I didn't have a cold yet. Okay. I was like my second time in this club. So I just, okay. it's like my third experience. Because the first time was a couple. And her and a guy from the couple went ape shit. And me and the other girl was just nice. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, this ain't too bad. That time it was a guy and her and me. And I was like, all right, well, that's just nothing for me much. But so this time at the club, same time at the club, it was like, ah, it's a couple, but this ain't a couple. We really, right? And this is like, I don't really want this one. But she fine with somebody. Well, long as she ain't pissed, because that's when we leave. If she pissed, mm-hmm. we got to go. If I'm right, I'll get over it. <laughs> like, whatever the fuck happened to me, as long as ain't nothing getting on me or in me, I ain't worried about nothing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did you enjoy your club stuff more than your individual stuff? Mm-mm. Things or you like I had way more individual. fun individuals. I, I went at a club. It would be a waste of money for me if I was because like the people I would know. It would be people from the, like we would all have somebody house party or club. But we all meet at the club after a while. After a while, but in the beginning, it was just happy to be there. So I didn't really play at the club. She would play, okay, and I would be waiting. Or I would play too, but it would be like I wouldn't really get involved because it was just I didn't really. I wouldn't just do everybody. And when like it was, I was not better than. It's like I just didn't like him. It's like I'm cool. I'm here, but I'm not gonna just. <laughs> I'm not wasting the effort. Get that? See, I lo- I just love the club atmosphere just because there's so many different options. Until I got recognized, I liked it until it was wasn't worth it. Mm-hmm. Like it's another place like two hours away. I went to a few times. That was it was fun because it was big as shit. I didn't know anybody, but mm-hmm. it was still cool. They had a lot more going on. So I like that one, but it's such a hard. Now it's like I wouldn't travel there for that. I was 28, yeah. Going down there for that was just, it's also because you could do this, this, and that. Now it's like if I'm going down there, I'm not going to do that too. I'm going to go here and here without that part. You got to be Ikea around somewhere. I'll go there. <laughs> but I'm <laughs> in the scenario now. If things change, then, you know. My vacation somewhere close like that, but the club was fun. It's just that I didn't have any more fun in there because of where it was. And, and that's, that's like, I can see that. But before it was fun because you you could literally just walk around. It's like really you you, you want to fuck me right now <laughs> for sure. Yeah, let's. Yeah, I mean, sure. All right. Yeah, see, but on my end, I desperately want to. I want to run into people I know. It's when I was single, I went to the club twice. Once I was invited by a couple, so I went down. And that time I went down just because I'm like, well, they're going to be there. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to go. But I also had called a friend to come with me. So I guess I wasn't alone, but me and her weren't together. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it. Like, he's walking around. And so I ended up just hanging out with her. Just like, man, shit, I've been, well, we already, we already fucking. And uh, I'm just, I'm cool. Like, whatever you want to do, I'm down for it, you know. <laughs> Fair enough. So why did you get out of the lifestyle? The new relationship wasn't interested in it. And I've learned how to balance them. Going from zero to 100, you kind of just learn that I'm with the person. I can just dribble with my left hand and my right. I can do whatever. I'm <laughs> I'm cool with whatever as long as we're good. It's just, I got, because the addiction part happens. And like, oh my God, this is crazy. Then you get older, you're like, all right, this is, I've been here. I don't got to, I can just see it and not be worried about it anymore. <laughs> so she hasn't said completely no, but I also haven't really gave her a sales pitch. I just presented that this option 
is there if you ever want to talk about it more. Okay. Now, that being said, you've actually converted a lot of people in, not converted, but you know convinced a decent number of people into this. I took raw fighters and showed them you, you can do the shit for a belt. Like, you can do it organized. Like, if you, like if a girl, she would be already, like, cool with her body and cool with sexuality and those things. She would even be cool with dating multiple guys. But she would always have to, like, hide it from everybody. And mm-hmm. some nights she's got to sleep alone now. Versus dating me at the time where you can do that shit here. Like, I got I got my own townhouse. Like, it's... <laughs> I live by myself. Like mm-hmm. I'm call it so you used to call it Smoke Mountain. Why? Rick Flair used to call it some Space Mountain, I think. My nickname was Smoke. So we used to call it Smoke Mountain. Okay. So but that's getting out of it was just more like uh depending on who I was with, I wouldn't really convert anybody. I would just present the option <laughs> and if they were down. How would you present it? So far it's just been we would go to a club, but the partaking would be still a no. It's a hard no. So I'm more of a why even go then. Mm-hmm. But not to make you not want to go. But if we're going to go, we're here now. So if we go into a crack house, we're crackheads no matter what the fuck we do now. <laughs> we're here. Once you park the car, it's all the choices you make to get to this. When we're inside, we got dressed for this. So they have a dress code. Mm-hmm. I can't wear what I have now. So like I, you have to prepare enough. If you're going to go into it, you got to be ready to not get involved. But the no only should be scenario, case by case for the no. I just walk in and no. I say, well, the fuck are we here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> now we get asked a lot, how can I talk my partner into this? You shouldn't. <laughs> there you go. You shouldn't talk her into it. You should, because you got, once, because the thing is, that's how I look at it. If I talk you into it, it's pimping. If it's you, if I present an idea and then we work it out however it works for us, then it's now our thing. Because I mean, I wouldn't even let her have the same. If we did, again, it wouldn't be the same any other stuff. Like, it wouldn't mm-hmm. be the same rules. The, don't cancel plans. Shit ain't changing. <laughs> but, like, it wouldn't be so much, like, it would be easier to deal with. Because mm-hmm. the things I messed up before, it was I wasn't even offering that part. So now it's kind of like going backwards. It's not going backwards. It's going the way it kind of textbook should be. Where it's like, hey, you guys are doing this. And not trying to figure it out, but just add. Mm-hmm. And we're not in a bad space. But it's like, we got so much space. Right. You can occupy it with other people. No, <laughs> but yeah, it's. I mean, I I just I'm open with the idea. If she ever pursued it, I'd be fine. If she never brings it up, I won't hint to it because it's like I've already trained myself to not be too curious about it. Because mm-hmm. you can't really you you can't just like look around. I was watching this show called Billion. Paul Giamatti's on it. He's a lawyer. He's into the life kind of. He's in the BDSM. Okay, so he'll go to this club, but he has to get permission from his wife. He doesn't get permission one time, and he goes to the club. Something like just I need this, and it changes everything else because he broke the trust. Because mm-hmm. it takes it takes a transparency that yep. cannot because trust is only through consistency. So if I can't trust you, you ruin it now. Mm-hmm. So that's all I can think of as far as that. Like I would, if she says yes, let's do it. Yes, if it's a convincing, it ain't gonna work. But present it. Oh, the options, yeah. Like the options, hey, mm-hmm. you ever wanna? This is not a rule to break for me. Mm-hmm. For you, yes. But for me, it's not a rule to break. So if you do this, it doesn't affect me the way like it could affect you. As long as we understand that, this is the only thing you got to do. If you do it, it's not going to be a secret. Mm-hmm. But it can happen. That's the thing now. There's no more pushing it. It's just that was brought up a while ago. I was like, this is this is fine. If you do this, this ain't a make or break. It's actually kind of encouraged. <laughs> but if you don't, it changes nothing. You just know there's a gun here. You don't ever have to shoot the gun. You don't ever have to shoot the gun. You mm-hmm. homeowners don't have to ever kill anybody. You just have a gun and never shoot it. Mm-hmm. That's what this is. That's what I treat it like now. It's just a gun. 
So your options there. I'm aware of it. I've shared my story with you. I'm down with this. And if you so want to be it. If great. you want to ever go on this journey, I would love to show you around. That's pretty much how it is. Like if you want to go on this journey, oh my God, it is so, it can be fun. It's like going to somebody's old college. Hey, if you ever want to go to this, I can show you the restaurants mm-hmm. in the city. Yep. That's it. <laughs> and she wasn't a hard no the first time you dropped it. It wasn't a hard no, but at the time, when it first came up, it was way too soon because I was still just in there. I was, it was, when I first met her, it was very different than now because we're here now. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we're different people because we've grown together. In turn, I wouldn't push, but it's, Came up before soon enough. It comes up. It came up. Brought it up by you or her? It came up on a show, I think it was, and I had a conversation. So I just okay. picked it up. Oh, hey, hey, before that. <laughs> you're just waiting for that laugh, aren't you? You're just, you're just waiting Man. for the laugh. I got you. Pretty much. It's like, was that? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Was that? that okay. <laughs> that one? Oh. Do you think you could wait around for your significant other to come to you with the uh, comfort and willingness to I get into see this you lifestyle? I struggling even asking the question, <laughs> knowing how incredibly impatient I am. I couldn't even let you get it out. I was that impatient. <laughs> I know. There is no way in hell that I would be able to just sit around. I, I've heard other podcasts say, oh, give it a couple of weeks or give it a couple of days and bring it up. Again. Yeah, I would probably be a pester once I discovered it. And yeah, I don't think I could wait. No. No. Do you think I could? Could you be in a relationship without the lifestyle? It's a good question. I did spend eight years technically in a relationship, not in a lifestyle. And mm-hmm. it was towards the end where she openly cheated on me, I guess. But it wasn't really, by all definitions, the lifestyle. And obviously that didn't work. Obviously, so yeah. does that mean that? Uh, <laughs> but then again, I've been in two relationships that were in the lifestyle that didn't work. So I don't think that is what makes it work or not work. Right. I'm just wondering from your perspective, would this be something like you meet a lady that you're just head over heels for and you're like, okay, she's not down for this lifestyle. What do I do? Because I mean, ultimately, I think the lifestyle is part of you. I, I think it's a big part of me. Yes. So I, I think taking it out is also taking somewhat a chunk of you away. I do feel at would some that point be a good I would. Quality relationship? I don't know. <laughs> I feel at some point I will age out of the lifestyle, if you will. Yeah. At least I assume so. <laughs> so I, I feel at some point I'm going to have to be prepared for my life without the lifestyle. Yeah. So the first thing we started talking about was how people are very specific in what they're looking for in their profiles. A lot of people have been saying you can't be so specific in what you want. And I completely disagree with that. I think the lifestyle is a place where people are looking to fulfill their fantasies yeah, and have a specific desire in mind. Correct. Yeah. I see that. And if they want tall, skinny Barbie or interested in BBWs or want BBC, Whatever that person's looking for is what they're going to find attractive. Well, and what will fulfill the fantasy. And if that's what's gotten you into the lifestyle, you were specifically looking for this particular thing, whether it be size of a person, color of a person, hair length. Basically any feature. (laughs) Any feature. And it can simply come down to any feature. Right. And it shouldn't be, oh, how high, you can't see, yeah, you can see color. You can see whatever it is that is attractive to you. But it doesn't mean that you're disrespectful, though. No, you don't look at somebody and go, oh, no, I don't want that. I guess it depends on the fantasy, too. Maybe not necessarily the place in the lifestyle. Fetish and the lifestyle. Right, right. This is a tough subject to broach. It's hard to say one way or another if you should be asking for something specific because where is the line drawn? Like, sure. 
this is an all-encompassing, okay, let's use BBC as our example. This is a pretty all-encompassing term. I mean, I guess it is specific. I mean, let's be honest. If, not, I'm, if I'm attracted Did they put a to, size next to it? Did they put inches next to it? I mean... What defines a B? What, yeah. do, where is the B what, in what's, BBC? What's the line between ABC and BBC? Is that what we're getting at? <laughs> Yeah. And I have heard plenty of women disappointed that when someone advertised themselves as a BBC and showed up and they're like, well, it's about the same size as my husband. So let's not that be. Right. <laughs> well, it's still a BC. It's not that big of a B. If I was only attracted to redheads with freckles between five foot and five foot four, and that's what I wanted to play with. And that's what turned me on. And that's what got me hard. And that's what I was actively seeking in the lifestyle. Why is that any different than a woman going, I would really like to have sex with a very large black penis? It's understanding that your role for another couple, no matter who you are, BBC, AWC, (laughs) sexy white girl, Asian girl, it's all about understanding that your role in the bed with the other person or the other couple is fulfilling their fantasies. And at the same time, it's their job to also understand that they're fulfilling the fantasies of the people that they're playing with. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not really just a one-way road. No, absolutely not. definitely becomes everybody involved. So sure, you might be fulfilling a fantasy for somebody, but on the opposite end, you should be getting something out of the deal too. You should not be put in a situation where you feel terribly uncomfortable or degraded or, or you know anything that you wouldn't want to feel I guess. Absolutely. During one of our play sessions, you were with a black guy with a very large cock who wanted you to talk about A, the size, and B, the color of it. What was your reaction to that? I'm not comfortable using the N-word during sex, number one. Fair enough. <laughs> and number and Especially two. with the guy that you just met. I, I, it's like, boy, did he say that and wants you to say it right back? Or was he just looking for, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely put me in a very uncomfortable position where I tried to say anything but that. I I will say that you became very vocal about how great it felt. The only thing I could think to do in the moment was to mention the size and how good it felt because I couldn't get myself to say any other word other than those. And I could totally understand that, especially being with a person that you just met and not knowing exactly word for word what he wants you to say. And even if he says, hey, I want you to say this, eh, I can totally see going, I don't know. And I wasn't sure if that was a weird kink that like drove him, you know, like Mm -hmm. made him angry or something. And then I would be like... (laughs) in a really weird situation. So I don't know. It it just made me feel uncomfortable. And I don't know that crossing my moral compass boundaries is something I'm necessarily totally willing to do. Fair assessment. Now, maybe if he had told me like to say black cock, that might have maybe gone over a little better, but it was the N word that really. And and he went straight to it. Fair enough. Next thing John talked about was people judging others in the lifestyle. I've seen a little bit of people judging people that just sit and watch. Couples that don't play at all and are just there to experience it. Mm -hmm. I'm sure there are couples that judge people that have sex with too many people. Yeah. And there are couples that aren't in the lifestyle that just judge at all. Well, he also makes a comment about the living dead and how he divvies up his people based on how many zombies have you killed kind of thing. (laughs) And I think that's the one thing 
none of us know when we walk into any event, really. I mean, it could be a hotel takeover. It could be a house party. It could be a club setting. You don't know where some of these people are coming from. You don't know. It could even be a first date. Right. This could be new out the door for them. First time ever. This could be they've been in it for years. And I think we all are in these different places in our journey that we're either very comfortable where we are or we're looking for something. I feel like the longer you've been in the lifestyle and the more experiences you've had, the more you kind of know what you're looking for and you don't necessarily have to walk into a club and search out the first people who are going to fuck you. You don't have to run around talking to everybody because you maybe kind of have narrowed your field a little Mm -hmm. bit more and you really know. And in fact, we have friends who very much enjoy going to the club, but do not sleep with people at the club. They take those people either out at a later time or even after the club and do something outside of the club because Mm -hmm. they're not, they just don't like the beds and they feel they're just more comfortable in their own home or something. And and I could totally understand that. Absolutely. Do not judge the people around you. You just don't know where they're coming from. And even if they are in the, they are saying that they're in the lifestyle and they're not having sex with people, who the fuck cares? Right. I mean, this is not your fucking business. And you know, their version of the lifestyle can be completely different (laughs) than what yours is. As long as they didn't lead you to believe or didn't lie to you in some way, shape or form to hurt you in the long run, then let them be. You know, we all use the lifestyle as a different tool for our relationships and a different way to express ourselves. And it's just not fair to be judging. That does open the can of worms of if you know full well that you're not going to play, at what point do you let a couple on to that choice? That again would be more of a, they're kind of lying to you sense. Mm -hmm. Because if a couple who doesn't play knows full well that they're taking the time of a couple who does play and they're spending lots of time meeting them, talking to them, utilizing their time for the evening and then breaks it to them somewhere on later in the evening. We don't play. Oh yeah, we This we is do just that. a social outing for us. And then now they've kind of ruined the chances of that other couple to maybe have time to go and meet other people. That's kind of a I think that line. Is, is something that I and the way you phrased it of this we like coming here as a social experience Mm -hmm. and we're not really here to play with people i think you drop that very early in the conversation absolutely and i mean you can even ask them hey what are you guys here for oh we're this this and this and then you say oh yeah we just do this you know when you're walking into a club the purposes Mm -hmm. of what many people are there for while some may be there to be social it's not really a fair game to play to to walk in and then kind of hog somebody's time other than that they're welcome Absolutely. And I think if you're open and honest with what you're open to looking for and all that Mm -hmm. with couples. Now, again, you don't want to jump out and go, excuse me. Hi, I'm full swap and expect to have sex with you. (laughs) Right. Because that's going to be very presumptuous. Well, you have to see if there's a connection. But that's also what that social part is for, right? It's to, to find out if that connection exists. But again, when we say lifestyle, it is such a broad, all encompassing term for so many different aspects of open relationships or Mm non-monogamous relationships. And it's just, there's no, this is the way it has to be done. Everybody goes about it in so many different ways. There's no answer to this next question, but the way he says about people that aren't in the lifestyle going, that's gross. What way could we possibly describe this to non-lifestyle people? 
that get them to go, okay, so it's not that gross. I just don't think you can until they have been exposed to a relationship within the lifestyle that is a healthy one. Because unfortunately, when people bring up the lifestyle, it's usually some derogatory way Mm -hmm. where, oh, yeah, they were swingers or, oh, they were in the lifestyle or, oh, yeah, they had one of those open relationships. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so it's always like this negative connotation to it. So whenever you would bring it up, even well-meaning, it's not going to come off as a good thing. Right. Until you can show somebody that, no, look, there's plenty of people within this lifestyle who have healthy relationships, who this has benefited them in some way, shape or form, or look at their communication. It's better than any one of your monogamous relationships out there. Until they can actually see that it's working and that it's a positive thing and not a negative thing, then you really can't explain it any other way. Because I just think, unfortunately, there's too many taboos out there about it. I was probably one of them before I got in the lifestyle. I thought it was gross. I thought it was just people finding an excuse to sleep around and, oh, because you're being honest about it, that it makes it okay. And that was literally my thought. Mm -hmm. And then getting into it, it's a whole different world. It's not at all what you think it is. So you can't really explain that to somebody. And the worst part is, is unless somebody's actually interested in being part of it, nobody wants to listen to it. Right, exactly. They don't care. I have my preformed opinion and that's the way it is. Or, hey, I'm kind of curious. So maybe I'm curious about this. Right. There is no middle ground, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Then they experience a guy showing up without his partner. We haven't run into it, but I've heard about it before. Yeah. In his situation, it seemed that his girlfriend was pretty well aware that this guy was showing up without his girlfriend. Yeah, maybe she was being a little bit deceitful herself because she just really wanted to fuck this guy. Yeah, could be. But if a guy shows up without his partner, what would your reaction be? For us, that would be like a... Nope, nothing can happen because that was not the plan. But see, I, if I... I was going to say, but what if he's very attractive? If I knew that he might not show up with his partner and I continued to let it happen, then clearly I just want to fuck him. But what if you, I'm, I'm if saying he's lying to me and telling me that he's bringing his girl with him and that this is going to be a swap type situation and he walks in alone and gives me some story about she can't come. She's not feeling good. Whatever. She, uh, then No. Sorry, because you sold me one story and you're coming with another. So, no, no, absolutely not. But again, like I said, if I if I was kind of in on it and I knew a little bit or I had and, a hint and, um, and I was like, nah, I don't think he's bringing the girl. And then he shows up without a girl and I'm like, oh, well, I kind of figured. And then John even said he had no excuse. He had nothing. So that led him to believe that this was somewhat planned, that right. this was... There was no shock or surprise that the girl didn't come. I'm more asking you, what would your reaction be if we were scheduled to meet a couple and only one half of them showed up? Yeah, I'd, I'd be like, yeah, let's reschedule when the other one can show. <laughs> what would you be like? What if it was just the girl and not the guy? I would say, let's go. Let's do it. I, what? I, absolutely. No. Really? A girl shows up by herself. That makes and she's me like, even yeah, more scared guy. than a guy without a girl. Really? Why? Because that guy, if he if he finds out she went and fucked somebody and who knows, an angry man is likely going to do more damage than a stupid angry bitch. Who, uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> believe me, <laughs> the guys who leave their girl at home and go fuck other women, those girls at home know. All right. 
Especially if they're in the lifestyle. I mean, or if, claim if to she be. doesn't show up, she's not in the lifestyle. As far as I'm concerned, if a girl shows up alone, hey, let's go. No. And if a guy shows up and you're attracted to him, eh, whatever, it's fine. Not if I'm led to believe otherwise, because then they've already started off their interaction with a lie. Yeah, I get it. And, and who knows, leading up to that, how many lies they had said because they were trying to sell you that they were a couple. So to me, no, no thank you. Okay. I asked him about the taboos in the lifestyle that he learned about, and I was actually expecting him to say something more like, oh, swingers are really cool people, and it's really not gross, or, you know, like <laughs> something pretty surface level, but then he comes out with the, oh, no guy knows if a girl's had sex with six guys before him or not. I'm like, what? <laughs> Wait, can you tell? <laughs> Honestly, no. Nothing changes. I have never gone to have sex with you after a night of one or two or three different guys and you're going oh you're so fucking loose now i i no I, i've never okay it, it, it's never felt different Good so no <laughs> so from my standpoint i've never noticed yeah now have you ever noticed if i've had sex with three girls in a night i probably wouldn't pick it out not having known the information, but knowing the information, like going home when we reconnect and after you've come, going home, reconnecting with you and knowing you've come with somebody else. I mean, I notice things like your load is not what it typically That's is. That's a good point. I, yeah. I, um, well, I still come a decent amount. It's definitely not the full. Yeah. I mean, well, your, your initial load is usually just yeah so amazing all right fair <laughs> it's i guess and it's not tell. a letdown or any i'm not upset no. i'm just saying that you then it makes sense that you've come once already now, so and, and we have gone home and reconnected two or three or four times before mm -hmm. and i will come those two or three or four more times and you're right by that fourth one it's more of a <laughs> instead of a <laughs> the, the mist yes. <laughs> I guess he's right. Yes, I. you can probably tell. But no, on your end, I definitely can't. I found that actually pretty surprising. I really would think that you would be able to tell. Would you want me to be able to tell? Do you think that would be sexier? The only reason why I would want you to be able to tell is because that turns you on. Yeah, you're right, it would. <laughs> I, I would really love to go, whoa, you got stressed. I mean, and maybe one day, I mean... But when you have many, you're not falling in love with these people, which he also talks about. He did bring that up. And he talked about his partner not catching on to the fact that these guys were just trying to fuck her. Well, certain guys play a certain game, right? There's the single guy who's there and it's very clear that he knows his place. Right. He's just going to come in. He's just going to fuck you and be gone. Mm -hmm. But then there's the other guys who play a game and they try to be smooth and they try to you know, they get in your head. As a female, it's hard to decipher when it's just game mm -hmm. and when it's meaningful. Right. Unfortunately, it's a. I think it's a gray area, too, because, you know, girls want to be wanted. They want to mm -hmm. feel like somebody is chasing them down and likes them for them and all the things that girls like. And gets a little confusing when you get with one of those guys who just have a great game and they're get in your head, you know? I, I don't know if it's John spending this whole time talking about all his past relationships that's making <laughs> me do it, but I will say... The guys that my previous relationships picked up that weren't in the lifestyle were also those ones that 
tried to push those conversations a little bit further. They would quickly forget that this is just sex and not, hey, let's build this relationship. And I remember when one of them tried to put an end to it and the guy's like, what do you mean? I thought I thought we had something here. She had been responding to his comments in what she felt was a flirty way, mm-hmm. but he was taking them as far more. Yeah. So like you said, it's a it's a very gray area. And it also leads to the fact that group chats are far safer in that scenario. And that's, yeah, it kind of pulls back the wool, so to speak. So yep. everybody's on the up and up. I agree. Speaking of things that are up and up, <laughs> uh, penis size. Have you ever been surprised by anybody's penis size? Um, I would say I have in a couple scenarios, but one really stands out. You got a big smile there. <laughs> Care to share or? <laughs> well, you didn't ask who. You uh, just well, asked if right. I had. Who? <laughs> it was um, Tom from Tom and Lauren. Okay. Not the first time we've heard that, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I just want to know, I haven't had this scenario happen, but is there a graceful way to bow out when you see a penis that might be too big? Like, now, like would he, you, now, would you now would you really bow out or would you go, well, let's give it a shot and go, uh, that's too much. I don't know. If I, I, if it is in my eyes, if it is visually that large that I question in my head, uh, I don't know if that's going to fit. My or, response is going to be, wow, that. is it bigger than a baby? <laughs> okay. The, the problem with that analogy is that my body has to go through a lot of things to push a baby out of me to make more, all more than of just that stretch. <laughs> yes. So... So while, yes, a baby can fit through there, it doesn't mean that naturally I can just take anything baby-sized and put it there and, and it'll fit eventually. It doesn't work that way. My body has a ton of hormones that told my body to say, yeah, this part of your body now has to stretch to a large size. you scientific when all I'm thinking is just eh, a little like, more hey, little bit should fit for a little while at least. We'll get it in there. Yeah. We'll get a guy on this other side and another guy on this side and we'll just help you. We'll push you, It'll we'll give push you some back. leverage. <laughs> be good. That seems like a good idea. I mean, let's be honest. The guy who's trying to put it in you knows full well if it fits or not. I would hope so. Sometimes couples where the guy has a very large penis, it is a couple where the wife won't play because she's utilizing that point as her rest period <laughs> and letting him still get something and enjoying watching what he gives to other women and then taking that home and going, yes, give it back to me. Yes, you'll see that dynamic at the club quite frequently, or at least we've run into it a couple of times ourselves, where one of the partners doesn't play. Mm -hmm. It kind of comes in different dynamics. Sometimes that partner that doesn't play will completely sit out of the room altogether and stay back. Sometimes that partner comes into the room with you, but just sits and watches. It's just one of those things that the first time we ran into the couple where his partner stayed back and actually stayed out of the room and I played with him and you came in and watched was the first time that we ran into that dynamic where they actually stayed out of the room, Mm -hmm. but gave us the go ahead and said, absolutely go ahead. I was a little thrown at first with that dynamic because I just hadn't seen that. We hadn't come across that. There's nothing wrong with it. That was was a fun night. You weren't thrown for very long, that's for sure. Or you were thrown (laughs) all over that room. (laughs) I mean, I remember going up to his wife and saying, do you want to come with us? Do you want, we're going to get a room. Do you want, you know? And I remember kind of being like just surprised when she's like, no, I'm cool here. You're we're like, like, are what? you sure? <laughs> it's okay if you come. Like you can 
you can come. And that could have been a scenario of, hey, I'm taking a break. Let yep. let him do his thing and uh, we'll go home and he can tell me all about it later. It's just one of those things that you might run into. When I asked him about bringing up the lifestyle with your partner, it seemed to be he had a pretty solid idea at the beginning which direction it was going to go. And if it was somebody who was really open to a lot of stuff sexually, he felt was going to be more open to being part of the lifestyle and tiptoed around it with somebody who was not as open and not as crazy about stuff. I started in lifestyle more of the type that would have said no if now, this were brought up first. Before you got into your relationship with your ex-husband, would you consider yourself tame? Absolutely. Very. So your sexual life wasn't... I mean, the worst I had done was sex in a car, sex in the woods. Two places I haven't, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but two places you never will. It's true. <laughs> Maybe a car one day. We'll see. But then if you have somebody who is clearly into a whole lot of sex and open to a whole lot of things, what did you think about his suggestion that the lifestyle may be addicting? I think it could be. And I do think that for some people, the lifestyle becomes somewhat of an addiction and they need it in their life and they need it to be part of their relationship because they don't know how to have a relationship without it. Do you think the lifestyle is uh, addictive? I can see the websites being addicting for sure. And why is that? I mean, in a way, it's almost like amateur porn in the sense that you're seeing actual real people who are letting you know what they're open to sexually. Some posting explicit pictures and then interacting with them and just the very large number of people that are out there, not just in our area, but if you expand beyond our area, it is almost infinite. So yes, it can be. We see a lot of couples that go every weekend or every other weekend, and we get into runs where we do that. And after a while of it, you get burnt out. Mm -hmm. But then again, on an addiction, you don't get burnt out. You just keep doing it and doing it and doing it until you I guess technically crash and burn on an addiction, but until you hit rock bottom and then you lose your addiction. But Well, and I think that in this case, when I say addiction to this, I think of people meaning people doing this and having difficulty thinking of not doing this, having difficulty thinking about this no longer being part of their life, going from a swinger couple back to a monogamous couple. See, I wouldn't call that an addiction. And I can think that's where the name lifestyle comes in because it just becomes part of your lifestyle. I think addiction is something where it takes over. Like when people talk about a drug addiction or a gambling addiction or a porn addiction, it's to the point where that is all they can think about. There is nothing else that happens in their life and they need to get to this constantly. Right. We know a lot of people in the lifestyle Mm -hmm. and I've never really run into somebody that it's that much for them. I can't think of any of our friends. I mean, even a lot of our friends go every other weekend. Well, not necessarily. I think we end up seeing friends there when we're there, but. But even the ones that do go frequently, they have plenty of other things that they do in the meantime. Sure. Depends on what you're talking. I mean, going to the club being an addiction, like having to go actually physically to a swinger event being addiction or the lifestyle meaning that you cannot live your life without being a swinger. I think it's more, it becomes an obsession Yeah, is where I would call it an addiction where it's the only thing you think about. When I first got into it with my ex, it was almost like an addiction. It felt like an addiction because it was what we breathed and ate and slept and, you know, now like it, you say we it, I, I can totally it. see that first month to three months 
and an extended period of time after your first couple experiences yeah being the oh my god that was amazing and the excitement of chasing that next experience Mm -hmm. after a while it becomes a lifestyle and you i don't want to say get used to it because that you sounds fit like it you in get where boring. it fits in your life it you just don't, yeah, it becomes it, part just... of your life and it's no longer a big deal right and that's as your lifestyle friends become your actual friends and it's just part of your life at that point mm-hmm. yeah that's a tough question though i think i'm sure that there are people out there who have i'd, lo- I'd love to meet somebody that and... that is just that ah, about it and just I'm sure they exist. Yeah. I'd I'd like to be I'd like to run into somebody that's like that. <laughs> Get a little info out of them. Well, with your track record of running into people you know, uh-huh. let alone looking for somebody <laughs> specific. Probably not gonna happen, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us for a humpty. To share with us and our audience, please call 844 4